sorry, this is number five, day five teaching of I Forgive Me. And we have uh, Minister Lori Brewster that's going to bring the, the teaching and instruction on tonight. And uh, we are, ex I am ecstatic uh, to hear what this woman of God has to share. And as we open up with prayer, um, everyone just really be attentive, really be attentive to uh, the things that are going to be sharing on tonight um, as she administers the things that God has placed in our heart. Father, we thank you on tonight. We come before you in all humility and all anticipation on tonight, God, as you saturate our hearts, as you we remove every scale of the, the enemy that has tried to hinder us on this day. God, we thank you, Lord, that no distractions or disturbances will interfere with what we need to hear from you. God, we thank you, Lord, as our hearts are open and our minds are attentive to the things that you have to say unto us. We bless you for Minister Lorion tonight, Lord, that you would use her mightily, God, that you would, you would use her to impact our lives and change our lives, convert our lives, and transform our lives with the words that proceed out of her. Let the words of our mouth, the meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh Lord, thy strength and redeemer. Lord, we thank you for anointing her, for, for approving her for this message. <laughs> and we thank you most importantly, God, that it penetrates us into a place of change of forgiveness. Lord, we bless you. We thank you. We magnify you. We give you praise and honor and glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Minister Laurie, you have the floor. Amen. Um, can everybody hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Amen. Amen. Um, first, I want you. Can, okay, great. Thank you. Well, first, I want to give thanks and many, many appreciations to, first of all, to God and to. class. Um, this being day five of the I Forgive Me sessions, um, I want to say this. This is what, what God dropped in my heart. Uh, that as we begin to declare this I Forgive Me place, um, that the declaration in of itself is going to be the process that's going to help position us and put us in this pathway uh, for forgiveness. So as we begin to acknowledge, I forgive me, that that's going to be the first step. Now I want to say this, and I, I thank God for every teacher, every speaker. Um, in the preceding classes, the four classes, we've had the following addressed. Lady B. Bots addressed Uh, talk about I will me, 
Evangelist Sherry Eden discussed Annie. And tonight I have the honor and the privilege of talking with you all regarding I forgive me. I forgive me. And so with that in mind, I do want to address this. First of all, it's probably pretty obvious that my presentation tonight is a little bit different from um, the previous presenters, and there's a reason for that. Um, what God dropped in my heart is I'm coming, you, I'm coming to you tonight as a spiritual dispatcher. Glory. to help organize the movement of people, glory to God, in an emergency situation. My job is to receive the message from God in order to help organize the movement of people in an emergency situation. And it is for that reason that you probably saw on the banner, you may have seen on Apostle Bell's page or even my Facebook page, this code purple as it re relates to the rapid response team. Now, this is what God parenthetically placed in my spirit. He placed in my spirit this in the natural. Uh, in order to help us raise our children, it takes a community. And I, I think a part of that process is coming to the conclusion and admitting that we need help. We need help. And so as it relates to this process of forgiveness, and it is just that it is a process, the Lord has dispatched tonight a rapid response team. And this is also known as the RRT in the medical communities and in hospital settings, the RRT. Now, anytime a rapid response team is dispatched, this is not for uh, this is not a, a basic situation. This is an emergency-related situation. So, how is the rapid response team going to relate and help us understand? Are you able to hear me? Is it's, it's going in, you're coming in strong now, but when Very you Very strong now, thank you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's little, how is the rapid? Just a little in and out. I'm it's sorry. still in and out. Just a little okay. bit. Are you able to hear me now? It's, it's still just a little bit wavery, just a little bit. Okay, I'm sorry about that. No, 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 it's okay. Just wanted to make sure that we could we could hear everything. That's all. Okay, alrighty. So, how does this forgiveness place enter in? Forgiveness in the Greek is termed aphesis, a p h e s i s, aphesis. Glory to God. And the definition of offices or forgiveness is just this. It means a dismissal, a release, a pardon. 
it is what we would call a sending away, a letting go. Let, let's talk about it from, from this standpoint. It's giving that situation a proper burial. Glory to God, a proper burial. It is properly sending something away. It is a releasing someone from an obligation or debt. Now, when we come into a place of maturity, we're able to honestly say in that place of forgiveness, you don't owe me anything. Now it takes a place of maturity to say, you don't owe me anything. So how do we accomplish this forgiveness place? Well, we do understand and know that we have God's word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God the same in the beginning. We have the gift of prayer. And yes, we realize that patience is indeed a virtue. We understand that. But for the sake of tonight's Zoom class, the Lord has dispatched the RRT or the rapid response team because there is a code purple alert declared on your life. This is a serious matter. This is a serious matter. There is a code purple alert declared on your life. God himself is sending you help to facilitate glory to God in your forgiveness process. Just like we honestly have needed help sometimes in raising our children in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. So it is time for us to come to the realization to say, Lord, I need help. I need help. I've, I've attempted to, to forgive in the way that, that I'm instructed to. I've tried God, but God has sent the RRT on tonight to facilitate in your forgiveness process. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So who or what is the rapid response team? Okay. In a clinical setting or a hospital type setting, the rapid response team is a designated group of healthcare clinicians who are assembled quickly, quickly. Whatever we are going to do, and when it is as unto the Lord, we have to do it quickly, quickly to deliver critical care expertise in response to grave clinical deterioration. Okay, let's make that relevant. So the rapid response team is in place because this, this place in your life as it pertains to unforgiveness has now become a life or death type of situation. And so the rapid response team has been dis dispatched to intervene so that there is not further deterioration in your life. In other words, this situation has gotten worse. Glory to God. You're losing grip. You had a vice grip on it, but you're losing grip on this situation. They have been dispatched to help you in the area of forgiveness. Stay with me because we're building a foundation. Glory to God. The RRT is trained to deal with patients in crisis. This is a 911. This is an emergency call. This is an urgent, glory to God. This is an urgent situation. This is something that is beyond you. 
they are trained to deal with patients in crisis. Glory to God. Now, the goal of the rapid response team is to save patients' life or rescue, much like the attributes of Christ, and to improve the quality of hospital care and improve safety. Now, let me go back to the RRT, because here, here's the notion with that. Now, if you're going to participate on the RRT in the spirit realm, the first thing we, that God would have you to do is you need to learn how to move quickly. If, if the Lord places a person's face before you in the middle of the night, 3.02 a.m., if he, he sets someone's name in your heart, your responsibility is to learn to move quickly, quickly, because this is a life or death situation. This is a life or death situation. The goal is to, to save the patient's life, to improve the quality of hospital care, and to improve safety. See, what they're trying to do is to, to further prevent a life-threatening event. Now, let's move in the natural. In the natural, the rapid response team consists of some of these individuals. It could be a primary nurse. It could be an ICU airway nurse. It could be a respiratory therapist, glory to God. Or it could be an ICU specialist. Each of these individuals, when a code purple is called, they respond immediately, whatever the other codes are. We're talking about code purple right now. So in the natural, each of these different parties respond. They present to that specific situation uh, with their own specialty, the, an area that they have specifically been trained in and, and realize, um, recognize what needs to be done in emergency situations. Glory to God. Much like God has prepared a spiritual rapid response team for you. Okay, let's go to Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. And this is the Living Victorious in Christ Ministries version. This is Lady B's ministry version. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12 says, And he gave some apostle bells and some prophet Dr. Shinar and some evangelist uh, Sherry Eaton and some pastors and teachers, uh, Lady V. Botts and Melissa Branton, glory to God. Why? For the perfecting of the saints, that is to bring us into a place of maturity, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, as in the natural, so in the spirit. But we have to get to that point where we realize we need help. We have to realize that God has graced these gifts in our lives. It could be a person in your in your congregation, a lay person, but these specific giftings God gave for a purpose, for the maturing, for the edifying, for the building up. So what occurs when a code purple is issued? First of all, a code purple is a medical emergency code. This is going to be very relevant to you in just a little bit. An emergency in, in, in hospital settings, there are emergency color codes, glory to God. And in different settings, those color codes mean different things. They take on different meanings. 
And only those people that are generally acclimated to those particular settings understand and realize the nature of what that call is and the seriousness of their call. And so when a code purple in a healthcare setting is called, in some healthcare settings, it signifies a hostage taking. A hostage taking. A hostage is a person seized or held as security for the fulfillment of a condition. Now, this is a dangerous situation because anytime a hostage is taken, if, if, if there is not appropriate and proper intervention, then what you're going to have is innocent bystanders that can be impacted, that can be in, in the line of fire, but in other words, when there is a hostage taking, that is a very much an emergency situation. So you might ask, what does this code purple have to do with forgiveness? Glory to God. And why would an RRT be dispatched for this situation? Okay, we're going to go to the word of God. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 reads as such. It says, let all bitterness, glory to God, and wrath, and anger, and clamor, and I'm reading from the uh, Amplified Version, which means perpetual animosity, resentment, strife, fault-finding, and slander be put away from you along with every kind of malice, that means all spitefulness, verbal abuse, and malevolence. Well, what is malevolence? Malevolence is wishing evil on others. And it is the opposite of benevolence, which means to wish others well. So we have to be really, really careful when we have, we have been offended. Glory to God. When we have been offended by other people, we have to be really careful not to say, now, I don't wish evil on nobody. But, um, I mean, you know, God don't like ugly. Oh, I know I'm not the only one that has said it or whispered it in my heart. I know that there are, are others that have quietly, in a vexed kind of way, had that experience. Well, you know, I don't wish evil on nobody, but malevolence, malevolence. And let's go, I'm going to go now to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15, because I'm trying to help us as we're laying the foundation, understand why a rapid response team um, has to be dispatched now as it pertains to forgiveness in our lives. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15 says, see to it that no one falls short, God's grace, glory to God, that no root of resentment, your Bible might say bitterness, springs up and causes trouble, and by it many, many, and by it many be defiled. So, in short, let me say this the rapid response team and the code purple emergency code has been issued because you just may be plagued with a root of bitterness. A root of bitterness. 
this is how God gave it to me. In other words, you may you might just be held hostage because of your resistance to forgive. And so you're being held against your own will because I'm just not going to do it. They offended me. I feel justified. Hallelujah. I feel justified in my lack of forgiveness. I'm just not going to do it. And so some way, so, so how did the RRT know this? Because when you're, when, you're, when you're in the natural realm and you have the members of the rapid response team, see, when they assemble, they just don't assemble for the sake of assembling. The primary care nurse has the opportunity to say, I don't know, guys, what we're looking at. I see uh, that the blood pressure of this patient is dropping gradually. Uh, uh, it doesn't look very good. It's, it's not a very healthy situation. Um, while the ICU airway nurse is saying, okay, the oxygen level is dropping. We're like at 89% and they're supposed to be like 96 or 97 and above. That's not looking real good. Um, uh, the ICU specialists in their particular specializations, they make their comments and they chime in and they begin to converse amongst each other in order to, to understand exactly what the diagnosis is. So some way, I, I know you've been trying to hide it. I know you've been trying to, to overlook it. I know you've been trying to suppress it. Some way, somehow, you started exhibiting symptoms. No, this is not COVID-19. Mm -mm. They've ruled that out. This is not a bad case of the flu, and this is not strep throat. The diagnosis is just that. It is a root of bitterness. You're angry. You big mad. You got a grudge, a big grudge. Now, I want you to write this down. R-O, this acronym, R-O-B, Rob. Because that root of bitterness is doing just what the enemy wants it to do in your life, beneath the surface. It is robbing you of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The enemy is coming in and stealing and killing and destroying at your expense. Here's the deal. And this particularly for the ladies, we've tried to mack it up. We've tried to Kylie Jenner and cover it up. We've tried to Ulta Cosmetics, classically cover it up. But at the end of the day, this root of bitterness has continued to come to the surface in our lives. Now here's the, here's the honest truth of the matter. If this root of bitterness is not dealt with, then in a little bit, the rapid response team is going to be declaring a code blue. Why do I say that? Because, see, this is a heart matter. This is a matter of the heart. This is something deep down in the midst of your heart. Now, I want you to prepare yourself. I want us to just take a moment. Take a moment. Take a real moment. Because God desires that you give unforgiveness, this blessed me because I didn't understand when the Lord gave me the word divorce. God desires that you give unforgiveness a certificate 
or a bill of divorce this day. I know that you all are on mute, but I need you to say in your respective places, wherever you're sitting, wherever you're standing, wherever you're listening, say this day, glory to God. So another term that translates synonymously with forgiveness is divorce. Divorce. Now I'm getting ready to reach a spiritual brochure. These Zoom classes have been designed to help you give unforgiveness a proper burial in your life. It's time to give it the greatest send-off. You know how we send off? We have our noisemakers, we have our confetti, we have food, we have fellowship. It is time to give unforgiveness a send-off in our lives. It's been a long time coming. If I can be honest with you, it's been long overdue. And I'm going to tell you what I heard God say. Behold, it stinketh. Behold, it stinketh. So why, why does unforgiveness stink? Let me explain something to you. Centuries ago, there were some Roman emperors that were known to inflict the hideous punishment of binding the corpse. Okay, let me, let me back up and give it to you in layman's terms. What Roman em emperors would do is, that, is if there was a murder that took place in order to punish the, the person who committed the murder, they would strap the corpse of that body onto the back of the murderer as the means of punishment. And no one in that community was allowed to remove the body from the condemned person. Ultimately, what would end up happening is that body would begin to decompose. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. That body would begin to decompose and further break down the individual that it was strapped to, thus causing their life to decompose and for them to lose strength and eventually die. See, let me say this to you. That's why you can't get that monkey off your back. Because unforgiveness is strapped to you. And no matter how you try to hide it, yes, it's in plain view. Everybody sees it. You look really good. You're, you're put together very well. Um, you, you speak wonderfully. You're, you're very cordial and all of this. But it's in plain view and everybody sees it. And little by little, this, this unforgiveness is breaking you down. It's changing your countenance. It's causing you to be hardened and... Um, unforgiving and, and unkind to other people, if I can honestly tell you the truth, it's killing you. It's killing you. But you're going to have to declare today, get off. You need to tell unforgiveness this very moment, get off my back. Get off my back. Just like we speak to the mountain and tell it to be thou removed, let's, we're going to speak to the monkey today and say, be thou removed and cast. <laughs> Get off my back. Much like the Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 7, verse 24, O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me, oh glory, 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 from this body of death, 
See, let me, let me tell you something about bitterness. Bitterness is a real smooth operator. It's not flashy. It's not a flashy sin. It's not flashy at all. It's smooth. And, and you, you can see it growing above the surface of a person's heart. Bitterness is what I would call a sleeper sin. Have you ever been around people that are really quiet and you've heard that term, um, kind of watch those quiet people, you know, because they might be just a little crazy. <laughs> watch the quiet ones. Bitterness is not flashy. It masks itself in being quietly reserved, poised, and well put together, packaged well. But here's the detriment. And see, this is how the enemy uh, will fool us. This is how the enemy would try uh, to take advantage of our hearts. This is how the enemy truly comes in to steal, kill, and destroy. He keeps, you know, telling you, well, you got time. But here's the deal. You are running out of time. You are running out of time. And I keep hearing it. I keep hearing it. I keep hearing it. It's like the consoling voice of the Lord saying, I know, I know, I know it hurt. I know it was hard. Glory to God. I know you didn't deserve it, but you still got to forgive him. You still have to let him go. You still have to give that unforgiveness a proper burial and a send-off. You have to release it. You have to pardon it. Why? Because bitterness grows deep down into the soil of our hearts. See, it's weedy. You, you can't, you know how it springs up and you just kind of cut off the top surface and then you think you have the situation dealt with? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You know, you know, we I'll just stop being rude. You try to cut off the behaviors that are representative or reflective of your bitter place. No, that's not gonna work. Bitterness, you gotta get to the root. And if you don't get to the root, it's gonna come back and it's gonna bring some friends. I'll prove it to you. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15 says. That one falls short of God's grace, that no root of resentment or bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many be defiled. Okay, this is implied. In other words, if you don't deal with this root of bitterness, this is what's implied. See, the author is telling us clearly that number one, that that bitter root will one day sprout. Number two, and when it does, number three, many will become defiled. Now here's a bonus for you. If it keeps growing, there will be a harvest of pain. Not only for you, but the people in your circle, the people that you're connected to, your family members. If you don't deal with this root of bitterness in your life, that it could 
possibly be plaguing you, that could possibly in, be interrupting the destiny, the plans that God has for your lives, um, the thoughts that he, he's thinking towards you. If you don't deal with this root of bitterness, not only will it impact your world, but everyone that you're connected to. They too become defiled by your root of bitterness. Now, Ephesians 4 and 31, I'm going to go back to this. It says this. It says, let all bitterness, now this is not a suggestion, and wrath, hate, grudge, and anger, and clamor, which is perpetual animosity, resentment, strife, fault finding and slander be put away from you along with every kind of malice. It's all spitefulness, verbal abuse and malevolence. This is what the Apostle Paul is saying. With bitterness comes a cluster of other emotions. See, you just don't get bitterness without the fruit of bitterness. Bitterness travels in packs. That's why you need to check your tribe. You need to check the people that you're surrounding yourself with because bitterness travels in packs. You need to check your tribe. Bitterness travels in packs. Now, if the truth be told, some of us are not going to admit that we have a root of bitterness in our life. We're not going to admit it. We won't admit it. But I want to say this to you. It is important that if you want help in your life, things are going to have to occur. The first thing that you're going to have to do is ask God to reveal it. I know that you don't have anything going on in your life. I know everything's perfect. I know you don't have any problems. I realize that you don't have any conflicts with anybody. But when a root of bitterness is present in your life, See, we can't trust our hearts anyways. You're going to have to ask God to reveal it. The other thing is you're going to have to stop ruminating about the situation. In other words, talking about it, rehearsing it over and over again and over again. You know, if I can, if I can say this with all sincerity, many of us have lost friends, contacts, relationships have been affected because we keep talking about this same situation and ruminating it and staying on this wheel over and over and over again. And, and many of our friends really don't want to tell us, I'm really tired of hearing about it. You've been to counseling about it. This, is, this was the counselor's recommendations. You've talked to your pastor about it. He gave this recommendation. You've talked to God. He spoke to you regarding this situation. Truth be told, boo, I'm tired of hearing about it. When you go to your mama's house, everybody puts up their hand, uh-uh, uh, no, we don't want to hear it. We already know. We've heard about it. We got a t-shirt. We don't want to hear it. Stop ruminating about it. And this is for me, too. Um, we have to understand Here's, here's the thing about, let me go back to this. Here, here's the thing about 
this unforgiveness place because when when we've been offended and when we're ruminating talking about it rehearsing it over and over again we get to the point and this is how god dropped it in my spirit where where we begin to desire itching ears in other words anybody that will lend an ear to hear what we have to say about the situation, about this person, about that circumstance, about trying to prove our case. Anybody that will lend an ear, we'll talk about it. This is what the Lord spoke to Mark. He said that some of us have become amusement park vendors with our pain. In other words, we have become desperate and we want anybody to hear. You know how it is when you go to a fair or to a carnival and you have the amusement park vendors. Hey, come here for a second. Let me talk to you. Come here, come here, come here. I got something special I want to, I want to show you. When it comes to the unforgiveness and we're ruminating and we continue to rehearse it and we continue to practice it, God is saying we have become amusement park uh, vendors whispering, come on over here. Let, let me, I got two for one for you. I got something. Anything that would draw a person in who will listen to what we have to say. We have to understand that we are to forgive because we are forgiven. We are to forgive currently because we are forgiven, past, present, and future. We have to employ God's grace. It, it, you know, we didn't earn it. We have to employ it. We have to employ his word. We have to commit it to our hearts and, our, and our, into memory and to continue to muse and mutter and meditate on it, on it day and night until it becomes, when that circumstance comes, we begin to reach for the word. We begin to rely on the word. We begin to ruminate on the word. We have to pray for those that we are unable to give. You see, you got to be honest with God. You have to be honest with God. You have to be honest with yourself. And you have to, number five, forgive yourself. Even you need pardoning. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31, these symptoms that, you know, this tribe that, that comes along with bitterness is such. Bitterness, whether in your disposition or your expression, because you don't have to say anything to be bitter. You can, it can be in the turning of your eyes. It can be giving, you know, that girlfriend a side eye. In other words, you, you it's this uh, unprescribed, you know, you know, this understood language between two people. It can be in your disposition. It can be in your expression. Uh, it, it is indeed indignation. In other words, you are holding a grudge. And if I can say it very nicely, quietly, it's hate. And it, it is, it is you saying with, with your your stance, it is you saying, it is you speaking without speaking, I, I'm going to get you. It's revenge. Wrath. It's a little anger mixed with a little disgust. Little anger, little disgust, wrath. Clamor. Well, see, clamor is loud threatenings. 
You just them having well, I, you you ain't nobody and and nobody you ain't this is what you cannot do and this is what I'm gonna do. It's loud threatenings and evil speaking, which is mentioning someone's faults quietly. You know you you know it could be intentionally or it can be subtle. You know you're just finding fault continually. So this is your homework, and I'm just about done. This is your homework. I want you to go with me to a place. I want you to go with me to a place. All of you that are on the line, I'm just about done. I want you to do something for me. I want you to close your eyes. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And I want you to experience and, and, and visualize in your mind what unforgiveness looks like. I want you to imagine that you are in a swimming pool. This is what unforgiveness looks like. And I want you to imagine that I am handing you an inflated, colorful beach ball. And with all of your might and all of your strength and all of everything within you, I want you to try to push that beach ball underneath those water currents. Glory to God. You can't do it. It's impossible. You can't do it. Why? Because what the water says to the beach ball is this. Oh, God. Oh, God. Help us, God. I cannot defy gravity because the weight of what I am is greater than what's surfacing on top of me. I cannot defy gravity. The weight of that unforgiveness is saying all that you're seeing at the surface is simply the, the remnants of what is truly going on deep down in my heart. And what I come to tell you on tonight is that if you don't get before God, if you don't realize and understand that God has sent a rapid response team to, to, to um, because there has been a code purple called and declared on your life that this is a hostage taking, that literally that this unforgiveness is strapped on your back and it is causing your spirit man, it is causing your purpose, it is causing your destiny to become deterior, deteriorated, it is causing you to miss the things that God has for your life, it is creating havoc in not only your life, but in the lives of your children and the lives of your children's children. It is interrupting everything that God has created for your life. If you don't allow this root of bitterness to be pulled up out of your spirit, if you don't learn to forgive yourself, that this monkey that is strapped on your back desires to take you out 
And we have to understand that God has dispatched a spiritual rapid response team. He has, he has dispatched apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers to help us, to equip us, to perfect us, to mature us, so that we all, for the purpose of the ministry, so that we all can ultimately come into the unity of faith. We must learn how to forgive. Unforgiveness is robbing us of what God has prepared for us. I want to give you two solution verses before I release this Zoom class. And I plead with you. I plead with you to listen. The solution scriptures are Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. The word says, be kind and helpful to one another. Tenderhearted, which means compassionate, standing, forgiving one another, readily and freely, just as God in Christ also forgave you. And in the final solution verse to this forgiveness process is Hebrews chapter 12, verse, verse 14. Continually pursue peace with everyone and the sanctification without which no one will ever see the Lord. We ultimately do not want to miss God. We ultimately do not want unforgiveness to separate us from God. It should be neither height, nor depth, nor principality, nor power, no things above, beneath. We should let nothing separate us from the love of God. And I know forgiveness is not easy. If it was easy, everybody would do it. But we are commissioned as believers to forgive, to release, to give unforgiveness a bill or a certificate of divorce this day so that we can move forward with what God has prepared for our lives. And I pray that the next time that you're with your family and you're near a swimming pool and you see that colorful beach ball, and you see those children jumping up and down on it with the intention to suppress it, to push it underneath the water. And you watch them fall off the ball. And you watch them go underneath and be submerged under the waters. Because what unforgiveness, that root of bitterness is saying, is I'm heavier than what you see on top. And until we deal with what is underneath, we will never get rid of what we see on surface. And so I pray and ask that you would make it um, as a mandate in your life with every opportunity given. Loose it and let it go. Give it a proper burial. Give it a proper send off so that God may be able to heal you.
you need to say to yourself this night, I forgive me. God bless you. Thank you, Apostle Bill, for this opportunity. Amen. Uh, thank you um, for thank you for that uh, teaching on tonight. Um, very, very empowering, impactful, and um, definitely needed um, on tonight. Um, I don't have anything that I want to add to that at all, but I will add that if if Minister Laurie would seal this uh, this teaching with a, a prayer for those that will hear this. Doesn't have to be long, just the sealing of the authoritative power that's been given. And um, we're gonna go and and um, everyone, I'll, I'll close everything out on Sunday night, um, seven o'clock. Sunday night at seven, um, if everyone will come back and I will give you the heart of I forgive me. Um, Minister Lord, if you would pray us out and uh, we'll see everyone on Sunday, Lord's willing. Amen. Father, we thank you and we bless you for this time right now, God. We thank you for the word. Your word has gone forth, God. We pray that it penetrates our hearts and minds, cause us to realize the seriousness of forgiveness. God, we don't want anything to separate us from your love. We thank you for bringing these things to the light of lives, God, so that we may become aware. And we thank you, God, the tools for equipping us in ways that maybe we didn't realize that forgiveness journey. God, we declare tonight and we thank you for these Zoom classes, God, that ultimately we forgive ourselves. Thank you, everybody, on tonight. Um, just gonna let the the atmosphere of God um, seal your hearts on tonight, and um, we are going to um, conclude this session um, as is. I want to leave the the spirit in which it's been sent. Um, allow this to minister to your hearts on tonight, and um, everyone have a wonderful night. I really appreciate your support and your time. Um, never want to take that for granted.
the time and effort that you have sacrificed in this. And um, I thank you for it all on tonight. Um, everyone be blessed on tonight. We will see you Sunday. In Jesus' name, amen.